know, this is a more radical form of um, disintermediation that we're seeing platforms coming in and almost completely cut out the banks uh, from this fundraising business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Impact Studios podcast series here at the University of Michigan's Ross School of Business. I'm your host, Jerry Davis, faculty director of the Impact Studio, where we harness design and business acumen to create equitable, sustainable solutions for organizations. Creating a business today requires a radically different set of activities than it did even 10 years ago. In this episode, we examine changes to funding models. I am delighted to introduce Professor Andrew Wu, who's a professor of finance and technology and operations, and is also the faculty co-director of our FinTech Center at uh, the Ross School. So Andrew, welcome. Um, So you're kind of the perfect person to help us understand what are the most important innovations? If I were starting a business, what, were, what are the most important innovations in finance, the ability to raise capital that I should be thinking about uh, right now? Excellent, Jerry. Thank you so much, first of all, for uh, having me here. Uh, it's great talking to you guys. And uh, again, you know, uh, it's a very good question, right? So over the last 10 years, what we have seen is basically a uh, short, nothing short of a fundamental change in the capital raising game. Essentially, uh, from who's doing it, and, and what are the products are, and who's benefiting from it. So I can talk about you know each of these aspects. Uh, so first of all, I think the important uh, part of knowing about it is is know who's who are the main players you know in the capital raising game, and that has completely changed in the last decade. So before, you know, if you're operating a restaurant, you go to a bank, you say, hey, you know, I need some working capital. Uh, can I get a loan? And the bank says, sure, we don't know you. So we're going to start you off with a 20% <laughs> interest rate, right? You got to fill in an application and then go ahead and, 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 and let's, let's start doing the business. Uh, but, you know, in this business, if you look at this relationship, well, there's a lot of inefficiency here is that, well, bank doesn't have no information, any information about you. So his default, the bank is defaulting to a high interest model, even if you might be running a pretty good business, right? So this is where uh, the technology really come in and data analytics really come in, in that in, that in the last 10 years, you are seeing a lot of the tech companies themselves actually starting to get into the, especially the small business loan arena. So one example we're just talking about is the example of Square, right? So, you know, uh, if now if you operate a restaurant, you probably have one of these Square devices where the customer can go in and uh, swipe their credit cards. So, but think about it, as part of this transaction, you're generating a lot of data about the sales, right? About how many meals you've sold, how, how much customer has paid every day. And guess what? Square, as the company that processed that, 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 that these transactions, they capture that data. And guess what? Compared to a bank, they have a lot better insight of how you're doing as a business, as a restaurant. So if you think about that, it's not surprising then if they, they're going to come in and say, we're going to partner with, we're going to partner with a bank. We're going to give your data you know, to that bank so that they have a much better insight of what's going on. So, hey, we're going to give you a much better interest rate based on what you're doing as the restaurant. So there's a lot of these going on right now. So Square is a good example. We have PayPal doing the same thing, Amazon, right? So they have millions of sellers on their platform. 
So they're now extending uh, credit to these sellers. So a lot of that is basically you're seeing tech companies coming in and disintermediating the traditional space of uh, fundraising, you know, disintermediating the banks. So and I see that as a good thing because most of these guys have much better data about the borrowers than the bank. So they can come in and offer potentially much better, much cheaper and more efficient products. So, mm. so that's one aspect. So finance really is already an information technology business. We didn't think of it that way, but it really is an information business, figuring out who's credit worthy, that, that's a data problem. Exactly. So, you know, this has been going on since the beginning of finance. We are, by definition, we're, we're information processors, right? So we, we process information about business entities and evaluate based on these data doing, you know, from, from the get-go, been doing data analytics, right? You know, you're some sort of computing your quick ratio, your leverage ratio, all that. That's the basic form of data analytics. Now that we have more, we have more data with better computers. So we, we're seeing tech companies that are better equipped of doing these type of analytics come in and sort of, you know, they started to buy partner out with banks. Now we're seeing their, they, they buy banks. You know, we have, we have uh, as I said, Square um, and PayPal, they're essentially buying up uh, banks that has failed during the financial crisis, thereby getting a bank charter so they can take deposits and they're using these money to get to, to extend loans to small businesses. I think I see that as very, very positive. So as opposed to, you know, being charged a 20% interest rate, you might be charged a variable rate based on how much you're doing in the current quarter, which is that should be a more efficient range. So, so that's number one. Uh, another aspect I think is kind of important is, you know, where is this, this, this fundraising relationship happening? So again, traditionally, you go to a bank, it all happens in the brick and mortar setting, right? So you go to a bank, you fill out an application, and then, and then the bank takes that, give you the loan. But if you think about what the bank is doing, you know, it is acting as an intermediary, acting as a platform that connects from one end of depositors, the, the guys that have money, sources of capital, and on the other end, your company, right? So you, the restaurant, the users of capital. So they're essentially a platform bridging the two sides. But if you think about that, well, why do we need a bank? Why can't we just have a platform, right? A online platform that directly connects borrowers with the lenders. So this is the other aspect of financial innovation in the credit business. I call that credit tech. So a part of that was called platform lending. So it started with a company called Lending Club. Right? So that's where everybody, including businesses and individuals, they can go online. You do exactly the same thing that you would have done in a bank. You fill out a credit application. Now the data get, gets pulled from these fields and then convert it into a profile that's posted online. Now, if you're a lender, I come in, hey, I go ahead and, and check these profiles and choose who I wanna, whoever wanna, I want to lend to. If I want to build a diversified portfolio, I can lend small chunks of money to a large group of people in the same, um, having the same characteristic that I want. And then, uh, yeah, I can diversify the risk. So um, it wasn't, you know, Lending Club wasn't that successful because of course the existing layer of middle people is very strong. So they essentially pushed them out of business. Um, but now we're seeing a new generation of companies, um, Cabbage, Funding Circle come in that sort of focus again on the small capital side uh, sorry, on the small business side. So they're essentially uh, building platforms that connects small businesses like that platform 
directly to uh, the funders, which are usually big hedge funds and you know guys that want to diversify some of their uh, investment portfolios. So, so again, the purpose of this is hopefully it's cheaper because you're cutting out more middlemen. And it's more efficient, of course, for the, uh, for the, uh, for the businesses because it's easier, the process is faster, everything's automated. I'm just thinking about entire categories of business that might be evaporating because of uh, what you're describing. And so uh, businesses making traditional business loans and then bundling them together and turning them into securitized assets uh, and trading them on markets. And you're sort of going a step beyond that and describing, yeah, just skip the bank entirely, uh, go directly to the, the savers. This has been the Impact Studio Podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Glenn Gugalov.